One of these movies is a lyrical study of family, and the other has a cameo from Vin Diesel, who's always like, mm, we're family. <laughs> I'm Eliza Jansen. I'm Meg Jansen. I'm Noah Jansen. Welcome to Twin Picks. Gosh, I love movies. The show where a pair of actual real life human twins, that's us, and me, I'm too there, also there, (laughs) make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and we decide which one does its job better. And this week, our two movies are Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. And Tokyo Story. Yes, yeah. Ozu's <laughs> 1953 yeah. film, Tokyo Story. Very exciting. What's the connection there, my friends? Uh, it's virtually only setting title. and title. Setting and setting title. title. Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Story. Yeah. Wow. Look, purely based on title, I'd rather... Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Then listen to someone's Listen to someone tell me a story about Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo oh, you went to a spa? Like geological... Yeah, it totally does. I totally agree. It's like tectonic plates, like moving or something. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, they oh, have that, that, that is there. what it sounds like. Oh yeah. my god! Wow. Yeah. What did you think this movie would be about going in? If you didn't see Fast and Furious, I mean... you'd be like, "It's about <laughs> Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo drifting." Guys, all of Tokyo drifting. <laughs> we need to address what's going on in Tokyo. Had we all seen any of the either of these movies? I yeah, true. So I am much more of a Fast and Furious. I was one of those people who like. Fast and the Furious is, we'll talk about it, it's, it's the franchise that has most effectively evolved. Mm. Like, when gotten that fran- It's gotten so much better, or, like, they've figured out what they are, the, the formula that works. So around when people were being like, you have to jump on this franchise now with Fast and Furious 6, Six. 5 was the first one where people were like, that's what oh, these films good. need to do. And then 6 is the one that kind of brought... Was like okay, they're going this Everyone way now. Really board, um, yeah. I watched them all, so I knew Tokyo Drift, and then Tokyo Story is one of those films that I've always known is like one of it's a, w- kind of along the lines of there's a few films that you know we always say the Citizen Kane of blah blah blah. Yeah, there's a few films that people are always like we should say that about Tokyo, Tokyo Story. Story. This is the Tokyo Story. Of a lot whatever. of people say yeah. Tokyo Story is a lot of people's favorite films of all or like mm-hmm. greatest films of all time. But I didn't know it. I, I didn't know either it. of these movies. One for a very good reason, and that's because <laughs> I didn't want to know it. Uh. <laughs> Guess which one? Tokyo Story. <laughs> um, but Tokyo Story, I I always knew it as a film that I was supposed to have seen. Did um, yeah. That would I'd seen Tokyo Story, mm. but not Drift, mm-hmm. and I'd always been told like Drift was kind of. This weird outlier to yeah. the franchise because like, it's the third movie, and it's we should chronologically get this clear. It's the third movie set, but it's the sixth movie in terms of the Fast and Furious. It's so chronology. weird. It's it may probably yeah. that will not We've at all affect your experience. <laughs> no, well, okay, basically because they want to make Jason Statham one of the villains later on in the franchise and because, because they, they want to like, make him seem like a badass, like Hans, and they want the Hans Bayetta character is. in later ones. They mm. make it so he killed Han. They reveal that he's caused. The car crash. The dude's now it, there's like the big car dream. crash. Yeah. And so it's set after the sixth one. So this is literally the most pandering franchise ever. They just it decided you, you don't yeah. decide, you do. This is like fan fiction. De- Sometimes you have happens. to pander to your family. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, um, that's okay. our experience with these films. And they're just yeah. connected. The connection this week is essentially similar titles. Yep, title location. Yeah, thing. Great. yeah. 
So should we dive into our first film? Let's kick off, yeah. So when Tokyo Story came out in 1953, it was originally considered too Japanese for an international market Mm. and Mm. it only started getting any kind of play at festivals towards the end of the 50s in like 57 and 58. And while watching it, you're like, yeah, it's Japanese as heck and that's why it should be marketable. Like you can see why international audiences liked it because like something about the serenity of it, that it's set in this so inner city. still and understated. Yeah, yeah. And just the idea of honour and the, mm. I guess, post-Adam Japan, mm. how the previous generation is treated. I think it's so Japanese and it's so good for that reason. Yeah. Oh, totally. I don't I, know, not know why they would like be like, that's such a hindrance. It's totally a strength. But this film is gorgeous and understated in that way. Yeah, and I also do like that you contextualised it. It is a 1953 The timeline is really important. Even though it, it's... Timeline eight in terms of... after Hiroshima. Hiroshima. Hiroshima, 1945. And you feel that presence, yeah. Eliza said 1950 the other day for Hiroshima. Yeah. Not, should I shame you on here? No. Aye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 45. Though, like, yeah. 45. She's a screenwriter. So folks. in terms of, yeah, post-atom Japan, um, sort of like you know, rebuilding and, and coming mm. to terms with, like, the latter of the 20th century, where mm. we're going. Um, yeah. It's an interesting it's an interesting dialogue in this movie. And I think that is the thing that strikes me the most is not so much what it's saying but how it says it in, in a very subtle way. It's not trying to push on you to hate anyone. Mm. No one is particularly villainous. It does excuse the kids by the end, I think. Yeah, by it, the end of it. In the beginning, yeah. less so. In the beginning, mm. you are really being cued to dislike mm. um, the certain siblings. It's, it's one of those whatever. films where it's more powerful for not going... Like, this film says so much by... It, it, it's universal for what it doesn't say. Yeah. It's the kind of film where a lesser version of this film has a big... So essentially the big crux of the film, which you probably tell people, is mm. it's about an, an ageing couple who um, d- decide to take a train uh, trip into Tokyo where... From their rural... From their rural town uh, mm. in Japan where their children live in Tokyo to see Tokyo for the first time. And it's about um, them kind of being dis- disrespected subtly. Again, mm. th- it's a film where... It's about the life that's packed inside the most, uh, like, minute conversations. It's about Mm. looking at... uh, It's all the small things. It's the way that they speak to them. (laughs) We love you. It's it's the way that they're they're so subtly disrespected um, and that they're made to feel like a burden. Um, There aren't big... There aren't big monologues like "We raised you and you." There's nothing more powerful than so. For example, they um they pay for because they're like, "Oh, I have work. I'm too busy. I don't have time to take care of them." We'll pay for them to go to a, a like a go day a spa. spa. Um, when the old couple is at the day spa, that could be a, one of those big moments. But instead, it's so much more powerful because instead. They say to each other... They have an okay time. They have an okay time. And they say to each other, oh, it's just a... It feels like a, it's a place for younger people, like a, a younger generation, not for yeah. us, which is actually so much more packed with Me. disappointment. Yeah. And that was something else I was just, just to tag, like, off of that. Um, the whole idea of the moments of uh, class division and that sort of losing away with the old, almost, mm. yeah, very, like, I think it's quite an Asian particularly thing of, like, 
once, you know, your, your um, elderly parents and things, they live with you and it all stays in the family. And mm. that is not a Western tradition. We've moved away from that in like especially Europe and in Australia as well and America. And in this film, um, the idea that they've come and they've decided to spend time with their family um, and they're coming from this culture that does, you know, you do have your, like, elderly parents and grandparents living with you and staying with you and mm. they haven't done that. Um, it, it's not as if they're saying and they're coming in and they're kicking up a fuss about it. It's that their kids are saying, oh, um, I actually have to work today. Mm. I can't be with you. And that is when it's the most, like, the deepest. That's the yeah. deepest totally. it gets. It's in the really in small mundane, stuff. mundane thing. Yeah, so the fact that you use the word spend time, I think that's the crux of the whole movie. Like, they don't want to do the activities that their two older kids are suggesting that they're desperate to go on. Like, they don't need to be toured around Tokyo. Mm. It's that they want their kids to make a conscious decision to be in their presence. Yeah. And, and how much more powerful the film is that that's yeah. never said. That's just the most clear thing in you the world. Pick it and up then entirely from the visuals. Yeah. I think that's a good way to move into, I think, how gorgeously um, Yasujiro Ozu, like the, the direction accommodates the sense of uh, that you, if you were in these situations, it reflects that we've all been in situations where in the moment you, like, you obviously make choices mm. with every word that we mm. say to anyone all the time. Mm. And then. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the dialogue scenes are filmed almost kind of POV, like the camera points, the, mm. the other actor looks yep. right down the lens, like they're talking to you, and you think about how packed with life every moment of life is, like how when you say something, yeah. the subtext of what you're not saying hurts, like those hurts moments where the parents said. are like, yeah. oh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, mm. You see, you really feel the camera lens, like, looking at you as though you're like, oh, wow, the weight yeah. Of what yeah. wasn't said, the yeah. weight of what was said, the weight of the choices being made and the ch- weight of the choices that aren't being made. I yeah. think as well, I would counter as well from that, this film couldn't be made about or, like, within the confines of any other culture. Yeah, it like, is distinctive. Like, we've talked about how it is kind of a surface that you can project yourself into, yeah. but it's distinctively but, Japanese and, yeah. and distinctively of its time. Exactly. That and as well, in terms of just Japanese film in general, Japanese cinema has this really intimate, like, domestic Stillness. sensibility. Like, it, yeah. I say sensibility all the time. Certainly <laughs> when you say, like, oh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it is that sort of fly-on-the-wall experience. Totally. We are in this tiny space Always. Even when we're outside, it doesn't even feel that big. I I just couldn't believe how engaged it made me feel in that it felt literally at times I was like, I feel like I'm watching an action film with the how still this is. Um, I even thought, I was like, I couldn't figure out what it was that the way the camera sits made me think of. And I was like, it feels like you're sitting on the mats. You know how Japanese, like, they sit on those mats? The way that it sits down, it feels like you're right sitting on those mats having those conversations. And that's that's not just in Tokyo's story. That, like, you know, it's in a lot of Asian and Japanese cinema. But it just, it, it could, I don't think it could be executed in any other way. It needs that sort of intimacy. It, it's not grand or it doesn't boast anything. I think it still has scale. It like, has scale. It's grand exactly. in that way. Yeah. It's grand in it in its scale despite its intimacy, like mm. despite the fact that this occurs in a really small space yeah. and it, you know, occurs with like relatively minor actors, like in terms of like the context of these people's yeah. lives. They're living out really mundane lives. Yeah. yeah. Or it at just, least, you know. And by doing that, it just makes it. I don't think you can walk away from this film without having 
thought about your own life or yeah, you know, like, like, oh, did you guys think about grandpa yeah, yeah. Or like watching it and being like oh i thought i thought about that i was like i've i've thought a lot in the past couple of years about how when our so our grandpa on uh, our mother's side passed away i've thought a lot about how he i i knew even then i was like i'm at an age where i can't feel the weight of what this loss like this is, is a huge and i thought about that with the grandchildren mm. how you know you don't the, realize how, how fleeting this like, time is yeah, yeah. you just yeah. see people going through their lives thinking about themselves and how you don't recognize the weight of the moment that you're in yeah um the final moment of this film yeah. really hit home it's for me films it's films like these so still and it's yeah. so it's so essentially uh spoiler alert so we're, we're always going to talk about the films like through the plot points <laughs> and stuff but anyway stop the podcast uh, and watch this <laughs> two and a half hour long Japanese movie from 1953 um, so Shugi so, sorry how to do these names Shukichi the, the grandfather he's lost his wife Tony. and the beautiful Noriko has left mm. and there's two minutes of him sitting being faced with the reality of his new life and yeah. his new loneliness. Sit with this loneliness. Yeah, we have to talk about Noriko and Shukichi. Like, I think they're the two performances that really stick out to me uh, and what, how incredible. I think it's really interesting what it has to say, what the film has to say about the perspective gained from loss. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think yeah. that's a huge element that Noriko's husband passes away so she knows, she knows what it that is that loneliness and that to loss. feel the yeah. weight of someone caring about you. And, then, and that's why she... Gives is so selfless to mm. um, her parents-in-law in a way that none of their, none of their biological actual kids biological are. children are. I think in Japanese art in general, like I learnt this in my Melbourne Uni World Music class, but <laughs> they have this concept of ma, which is that negative space can be more important than like what is added in by an artist. And in a song, that would be like four minutes, four seconds of silence in a song will be more powerful than like oh, crazy drumming yeah. or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. even just thinking about like art, like in yeah, Japanese white art, space that is so wave, important. And it's you know the oh yeah the oh, way right. that, that Japanese art, yeah that tsunami the, no, is sorry, it like the, the wave? The yeah. wave? Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about. I know there's mean, so yeah. much of that space. It's like yeah. like visually, like you can think in terms of like references to other Japanese texts and things. You can really feel that, and you feel that in this movie. This movie, yeah. you see him sitting with his grief and loneliness, and then you are forced to sit with that guilt and that almost just even reflection. It's confronting mm. and it's so It's powerful. confronting what being faced with, like, what, how important what you aren't doing And is, aren't saying. And, yeah. and aren't yeah. saying. Because the kids never... There are, mo- like, there are moments, like... um. When essentially right after the funeral, where she says like, oh, "Life's like, really short." Yeah, life's short. And, then, like, and then she's like, "Wow, that doesn't begin to come." Yeah. Yeah. Still and how, and like how she says, "Almost like, funny." How she's already picking the stuff of her mother's that she wants. Yeah. You know, she's like already yeah. kind of picking her grave, as Noriko says. Um, like there are moments where people confront, like, "I can't believe that they said that mm. thing," but it's mostly just people people's like true nature kind of sitting at a surface that lets it be acceptable mm. this it's, movie is so timeless this is like we're talking about this yeah. as like 20 year olds yeah and relating it to our lives partially because it is like we've said about like oblivion and absence it's about the presence that absence has yeah, yeah. and yeah. that well. like well, humans will always have to live with absence in some way but and have I you guess, yeah. have either of you guys seen the movie that this is based on? No. No, like, I was reading about that. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about it. What do you think? It's called Make Way for Tomorrow. It's this Depression-era American film, and apparently 
the screenwriter of this film who wrote the script with Ozu was basically like, oh, have you heard about this movie? It's like these parents in the Depression, like they have to sell their house and they have five kids, the so same amount. And they're like, so will one of my kids be able to like house us? And the kids are just absolute shits, like so much worse than the kids in this movie. Mm. And it ends, <laughs> I think I think Megway for Tomorrow is like, more overtly sad more than Tokyo Story and it made version. me really weep. And Orson mm. Welles said it would the movie would make a stone cry because its ending is just so much worse than Tokyo Story. Like <laughs> in that? Tokyo Story, I'm ready. at least Shikichi is there for Tomi and we see that he's kind of he's settling into his grief and like learning to live with it. Yeah. The ending of Make Way for Tomorrow is the fucking dickhead kids are like, well, none of us can take care of both of you. You're both so annoying and inconvenient. They one them. of you will go live in California. One of you will live it's in New York. Trap. And you <sighs> see them at the train station being like, well, we're old. We're never going to, probably going to die before we ever see each other again. And they wave goodbye to each other. And you're like, they have to live knowing oh the, their, the love of their life is on the other side of the country and that one of them will probably die real soon. That. Why yeah. don't we even try this life? <laughs> oh, oh, it's so, but, like, wow. it was made in the Hollywood studio system. It was made in the 30s. It's yeah. more, it's still a terrific movie, but it's more sentimental and less of an overall, like, I guess, impressive yeah. piece it's of It's not film. saying necessarily the same thing, but similar things mm. and it probably borrows from it in a really good yeah. way. And it has the same um, plot point of the idea that, like, maybe your biological family takes you for granted in ways that strangers don't and can see, like, how great you are. Like, in Make Way for Tomorrow, mm. they kind of escape from their kids and, like, fuck you, we're going to go and have fun in the city. And everyone they meet is like, wow, you guys are so cool. Like, uh-huh. I can't believe you're so old and you're still together and you've had this amazing life. Like, no, no, no. The, it's like a city of Narikos and it's so oh. depressing. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Wow. Stunning. Yeah. So we all adore this film. Yes, I don't Great. think we had anything bad to say about I it. You know what? Other movie gets you know, it. Tokyo and really understands the city in a really sumptuous, <laughs> meaningful way. The film that doesn't have many Asian... <laughs> yeah, okay. Can we just say, yeah, Tokyo Drift, characters. does the movie give a fuck about Tokyo whatsoever? This movie hates Is Tokyo. Is it Tokyo Drift time? <laughs> Let's do it. Tokyo it's Drift. drift. <laughs> Let's drift it. <laughs> I feel like this movie just could not care less that it's set in Japan. It's like they were like, oh, Harajuku things are happening. It's like, exclusively it's fun location. They were just like, this is a dead. So it. Too Fast, Too Furious flops hard, doesn't do well. And they're just like, we need a big old palette change, color, location, mm. everything change. Mm. Um, where do we start? Okay. My first thing is I'm like, the second you see the font, the title font for this film, I'm like... <laughs> Okay, we're in for it. Honestly, it's, fuck uh, you it's guys some word art. Shit. Me watch this movie. I'm sorry. I enjoy this from the most out of all first, three of us. Like, se- like notes of the soundtrack. You're like, I hate this. I you would not stop. I was like, not. I was not into it immediately. Bow Wow though. And Bow Wow like, song could not salvage it, and that's saying something. <laughs> also, like, is this, that this the is such guy a... that tries to sell everything? Yeah, the friend. Yeah. Yeah. The friend. Like, his name is Twink. Again, Every, like, this we is set in Tokyo, to and the five, not one of the five main characters are Japanese. Yeah. It's absurd. I just, it's ridiculous. I just can't believe, like, everything that this film is trying to do 
I just don't agree. You don't. <laughs> like, I don't agree with, like, just spectacle for spectacle's sake in terms of movies. Like, I always am going to go to a movie and be like, right. even if it's stupid, I'm like, but what's it trying to say? Or, like, what's it trying to do? Oh, this movie is trying to spend money. This movie's trying to spend money. It's just, it's, or make money by spending money. Like, it's just, like, crashing cars and then he finally wins the race or whatever. I think that could be important in and of itself. I just think this is such a film where, even though I think there are a lot of, I I think this has some of the best racing in the franchise. I think Mm. it's probably one of the best looking films in the franchise. I actually think it's a really good looking film. I think it's really overtly about being like, I even think it has a, a, like, the right amount of racing and set pieces for this franchise. Yeah. It's more so that it's so overt in this film that the narrative is a Completely pathway awesome. to get us to those set pieces, yeah. so you really yeah. feel it. Yeah. Can we talk about the least charismatic oh lead performance of all time? He's balding. Oh my god, okay. He's so, so old. Here's my big thing, okay? This guy's like a weird, like, Jehovah's I'm Witness sorry. Haircut, Literally, okay, so first off you go, okay, um... Let's get someone that's high school. Uh, is he high school age? Oh no. no, he looks like a forty-year-old man. Okay, that's fine. Well, he must be. He must have like a. Um, he must be an incredible actor. Nah. He's no. horrible. He must be really attractive. No, nah. he's ugly. No, he, maybe he's. <laughs> maybe ugly. he's. Maybe he's Humorous. amazing. He, he must be an amazing actual driver. Apparently, c- couldn't drive. A, like, didn't have a, wow. a license or some shit when he got the. Like, Who is this couldn't guy? Drive manual. His name what? is what? Lucas get, Black. There's Lucas no Black reason why him. you cast Lucas Black in this film. He's. Is he's hilarious? Like he's so bad. It's appalling. his accent. In what world would you want to hear anyone talk like that? So distracting. In the lead Eliza, film that's set in Tokyo. I couldn't. The only good thing about this movie. Oh, let's do it. Meg's saving grace. Of the movie. <laughs> My oh, saving let's grace do it. Is this song Tokyo Drift? Wherever you're listening, it's from, called Tokyo Drift from the movie Tokyo Drift. The main lyric of the chorus is. It drift, goes drift, yeah, drift, 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 and it's drift. by the teriyaki. It's by the teriyaki Let's with have a, a listen, fellas. Literally, get the girls round. Get yeah. the it's girls round. It's a bop. Let's have a boogie. Smash that. Ready, set up. No, you look like a real DJ. there going like that. Yeah, I was back mixing yeah, on like my little laptop here. <laughs> Drift, 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 drift. Oh, that's great. Like, even then, if... I wouldn't be mad if... <laughs> Pull it back. <laughs> but it still sucks. If, if someone listened to that and was like, eh, I find this kind of, like, racist, hokey version of, like, Harajuku culture oh, yeah, and stuff. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I just realised that. I like that. Oh, I feel bad yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, like, at least it is somewhat entertaining. And, like, yeah. it has some kind of humour or verve to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, this movie had, like, two jokes. I don't remember what they are. They didn't make me laugh. It has I the worst dialogue exchange in a film I've seen in a really? long time. What, what the it? bit where she's like, it's like me and the car. And he's like, like they're one. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like all it is is me and the road. And so like, <laughs> no, it's literally oh a thing God. like that. It's so funny. That hoe, that Australian lady, she was so funny. I loved she's when horrible. they were driving around. Did you just people? call her that hoe? That, you hate <laughs> that, that hoe over there. That that, the movie is making me misogynistic and making me see women <laughs> the same <laughs> as cars, which is what it like encourages. Yeah. But there's a bit where she's oh, driving yeah. around and she's like, I love it when I used to not even have a good car. We would just drive around in whatever we had. It didn't matter. It's like, you 
had like beaten up cars. Like, but how many cars have you had? Yeah. How do they afford like, these? How do they do any of this? But now you're like, I used to not have a Lamborghini to ride around in. Like, <laughs> it's like, wow, she's like, she was white. It's so okay. funny also, that everyone's white. I can't yeah. get over it. They make so many excuses to be like, oh, that person doesn't need to be Japanese because um, it can be uh, about yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, they, they have yeah. no interest whatsoever no in interest. having Japanese characters. This unless they're nothing to Except do. Sunny Chiba. I'm like, guy, get out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. this isn't but The guy that plays Hans, it's clear why they kept around for the rest Hans? of the franchise. I quite like him. Hans? Is that his name? Han? Han? Yeah. I think he said Han? Han's like a German guy. I did guy. say Hans. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Yeah, but even then, he's Yarn. so Americanized. He has perfect English. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Not that Japanese speakers But he Japanese has a cool sexy bread because he's always eating. I'm like, oh, you're a bad boy. Ooh, that's you're a, his You're a little, little bad boy. He, but what? Yeah. No, this movie um, sucks. I love the. <laughs> I, I enjoy this film. I like well, every single car chase in this film. I think it's all really well shot. I don't know. I think... Yeah. You don't think the... There's some bits that are like insane. Like Lucas Black, I'm sorry. You know when he's like... Doing, it's a cool idea when he does the drift in that, like, really, like, that pedestrian crossing thing. Wait, the around and around. That's yeah. like, don't yeah, no. for, like, a minute. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, You know when it's, like, it's is that a famous, uh, like, intersection in... What, like, sh- in Shin- Tokyo? Shin- so it's there. The it's big like crossing. they have to escape from the guy. Yeah, no, from I know. Guy, and yeah. then they do the drift, and then the Australian one's, like... I don't know what his name is. I don't care. She's like, watch out! And then apparently that's supposed to be enough to make us excuse the fact that he is going to do a drift into a crowd of, like, 200 people. It's homicidal. I'm literally like, you are going to... At that point, you're like, I'll just... I will not put these people in danger. Because as if everyone in that crosswalk would part perfectly. It's so dangerous. If all it had to do was be entertaining and give me some idea of what drifting is, why people do it, why it's cool... I don't think I... I don't want to drift. Having watched that, I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll drive. You don't want to be the DK? I'll take the corner safely, please. I got DK, which means drifting, tattooed on my fucking head oh, yeah, because, because of this you're such awesome movie. I think you crash into someone's car because <laughs> <laughs> there was light in your eyes. It was really bright. <laughs> you were going like... Yeah, I was driving into wild. the sun. <laughs> I was. The hill was pointed up and I, I was slowing down and I pulled over to park and then I crashed into it's a car. It's better than me. I, like, have that big car. <laughs> that was funny. Meg my bump. <laughs> went to... Guys, we don't like Fast and Furious because we can't drive. Um, oh, yeah, no. I, I well, like, This is so chatting. unrealistic. They just pulled up to a stop and <laughs> Yeah. Like, Hollywood magic. Like, what do you there's mean there's no, no blood on their car? Oh <laughs> yeah, no, I like I drove into something at Chadston and then it I was, was like, like a little... I probably shouldn't reverse out of this so no, I drove was, like we heard, it no, we heard the noise. No. We heard the noise of it going into the car and, and we're I was like, like Oop. that's not good and we're like and we kept on going. We kept on driving. Because I still wanted to fit in the park. Anyway, yeah. Had the franchise introduced drifting yet? No. I think it's a good idea. Like a cool departure. See, I didn't appreciate that. It's a cool departure. And that makes it makes sense why they made it in Japan, I guess. Because you do have that whole high rise that we need the car park. I think it's a good looking film. I think, and I think it represents lots of elements of. It's so clear that in different parts they're like. What's another thing that Japanese people do? Mm. Karaoke. We'll go yeah, to a place yeah. like a nightclub where they all sing and stuff. Like it does yeah. like that. But it does thing. just feel like such an appropriation. It feels so like. Oh, yes, it, let's it doesn't take this have anything to say beyond this is location. Drift. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, but I think again, I think lots of these set pieces are really fun. I think the when he challenges the guy to drift in the in the car park the and like time. he doesn't know he how to drift. Yeah. I think that's really fun. It's I think fun. Yeah, I felt stressed watching it. I felt. Yeah, totally. We just yeah. yeah. Also, I have to say the love interest girl, the Australian girl, she's, she's the horrible. love interest in Bruno Mars's Just the Way You Are music video. Oh, that makes me hate her even more. <laughs> uh, 
What a song. Brendan Mars was a tiny dick. I <laughs> yeah, cannot bring up Brendan Mars without talking about him. Slam, I'd rather though, talk like, about anything Yeah, he has a really small dick apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know that for a fact. While we're on the concept of dicks and love interest and things, um, I love how much this movie made me think cars sexy cars and sexy women were like the same thing oh yeah my my uh my triplet in the attic has to do with the way that we view women in this eroticized well that's the whole the whole franchise is just like tracking shots of butts and then the camera like moves over to the car and it's like yeah even his mom character when they his mom in it is in it for five minutes must be inferred that she blew him or something i think so or that she's at least making herself sexually the thing thing that moves lucas black to Tokyo to live with his dad. His parents is that are separated. His parents are separated and he does a drag race with, like, yeah, the, no, the really rich the boy. Start, yeah. And then the mum's like, is there anything we can do? Blah, blah, oh, blah, the blah. police and then officer. as he's yeah. waiting outside, the yeah. mum comes outside and I bet it was, like, one of three takes and in this take she made the offer that she does the classic, like, wipes post her lips. Post-blowjobs. Like, yeah. post-blowjob wipes her lips. And you're like, is that what's being inferred? Like, for yeah, the only scene so. in the movie to suggest... Like, this is so many female characters in the movie... First of all, the reason he does the drag race is because some girl is like, I'll be the you prize. Me. The <laughs> then there's sorry, a but mom. who is that chick? I hate her. Man. Anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, she sucks. Yeah. yeah. She, was she, we hate her, Mr. G. She, she sucks. sucks. <laughs> but then I think, you know, like, there's a point past which women stop appearing, and it was like, when they go inside that weird club room where Bow Wow is like, these women are so lonely, they'll just hang around and want to Yeah, suck at you the up like, stuff. back of the thing. And then <laughs> Lucas Black isn't that interested, seemingly. He's and just then like, he finds, hey, yeah, sounds good. In the past 10 walking. seconds, I've completely changed my mind. I love Lucas Shut Black. Shut up. <laughs> He's so much Shut fun up. to watch. And he walks through that room into a garage and he makes the same lustful expressions at the cars and is, like, touching them. Hey, what's with that bit where he walks in and he sees the kid getting bullied and he walks away? Like, it's supposed to be, like, a character arc thing that... I I was like, oh, at the end of the movie, he's going to stand up for something. Oh, he does do that. No, he does, because he's, like, he solves it. Like, he's a pacifist. Yeah. I'll just buy you a new thing or something. This movie did not encourage me to engage with his arc at all whatsoever. This movie didn't encourage me gang violence. That's Um, a powerful thing. Have you guys seen any other films in the franchise? No. I'm sorry, I think is, there's two I haven't seen. This is the best of sorry, the post Fast Five ones. So oh. it's better than one, two, or four. It's I would the say. lowest grossing film in the franchise. Interesting. Is it really? Because people are racist. People are racist. <laughs> probably. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God, probably. Um, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, there's no ludicrous in it, but there is Vin Diesel in it. Or Vin at Diesel. the end, a little cameo. Yeah. His yes. best is definitely The Pacifier, just saying. <laughs> It is. The pacifier. Powerful. Let's, let's, let's stop. Uh, let's our Sam, our Sam loves the pacifier. I mean, see. Okay, we need to move. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's compare the picks. Okay. All right. It's time to compare our two Tokyo picks and decide which one we think achieves better the parameters it sets for itself. Mm-hmm. Damn, that yeah. was fancy. Um, one question, guys. How many Teriyaki Brothers songs are in Tokyo? Teriyaki Boys! Teriyaki Boys! friends that found each other. Oh, but found family is a concept in both movies. Found wow, family. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I was going to ask that before. Do the Teriyaki Boys exist prior to the existence of yeah, this film? Yeah, I reckon, I, I don't think so. I checked off on Apple Music. Apple Music is limited sometimes in its catalog, yeah. but there are no other Teriyaki Boys songs. I bet they That's had a Japanese name. bring down. back a resurgence of respect for the Teriyaki yeah. Boys. The Teriyaki Boys 
a fucking bop. I'm sorry. That slap. I would Cover me in teriyaki and throw me at the boys. Come on, boys. Throw me Japanese I would like put money on it that they had a Japanese name. Yeah. And some record executive guy was like, hey, you guys have been signed on to do the song for Tokyo Drift. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, and also now you're the, uh, I don't fucking know, sushi man. Like, uh, okay. And they made this amazing oh. song. Yeah. Yeah. Teriyaki boys. Yes. Um, what is Tokyo Story trying to be? Yeah. Tokyo what, Story. What does it want to do? Tokyo Story. Mm. I think it's trying to to be timeless, which I think it is. Is it trying? Oh, not even. T- it doesn't I think it's trying to tell a, a universal timeless thing, like a thing more. that uh, an idea. I think it's trying to teach lessons about the way we respect the people around us and that we should shouldn't be so like I, I think mm. it teaches a lesson about selfishness which is a timeless thing that we like a, an idea that we should live like, carry in our hearts every yeah. day I think it also speaks to like the passage of time how over time we really lose you know like you know we, we are ever changing and we grow yeah. and, but in that we can often lose mm. does we it, lose that even just that cultural thing yeah that the they're ind- starting to wear like a blend of kimonos yeah. and western dress like yeah. Yeah. it's the loss of that sort of sacred yeah, yeah. And like i don't want to like project because i don't understand japanese sure we can't know in it that really. way we can't know yeah. what that's like it, but yeah. yeah it definitely the idea that this conflation of like values between you know the new and the old yeah has like corrupted some really beautiful aspects of what we used to have. We used to have that real, like, respect. We used to have time and space for each other. Time and space for each other. Does it... I I was just thinking then, does it... Do we think it... Like, it does... It, it, I did, it does have a perspective on what's right and wrong mm. in a situation, but is I think there's actually a beautiful element to it. Like, does it encourage change or does it say the nature of life? This it, is how it's like in Ratatouille when Remy says, Ratatouille. you can't change your nature. And he's like, but change is nature. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a moment. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I think well, it comes, <laughs> the film is like almost smack bang in the middle of Ozu's filmography. Yep. And, and it's, like, everyone says it's his masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, it is his most acclaimed movie. In 2012, it won the Sight and Sound poll for greatest film of, of all time. time. Yeah. So it's not like this is some underappreciated gem that we've, like, Nothing. stumbled upon. No. Everyone who watches this movie has, like, most people take something away from it. You could always learn something from this film, yeah. I think because, like, that's proof that it isn't he, even though... Like, he has characters in it that voice that, saying, like, things have really changed. Like, this young generation is disrespectful. Like, we've really lost something. I think the f- the pure fact that the movie has endured and still is so eminently relatable proves that it can't be this crotchety, like, baby boomer. Like, kids today, they use Facebook. They don't even know how to face a book. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't have... Um, it, it looks towards the future with, like... it's It's still with sadness, but... Not, any not kind the of same anger. making it's, a moral judgment. Yeah, there is a real well, grace to it. Oh yeah, maybe mm. something about if there are inevitable elements to life, so what can we do to soften the blow yeah, of the tragic like elements that, of life? I like that. Yeah. What, a, what does Tokyo good. Drift want? I think it wants Tokyo exactly Drifts that. Want to, wants to drift. It just wants to drift. It just wants to <laughs> feel the drift, tarmac no. beneath its feet. You don't understand. You're the not a man. Yeah, I, I don't know how to I drift. I think Tokyo is, it wants to do the same thing. <laughs> kind of, kind of. It like I feel like it wants to tell this cool story of like, well, like, my parents are divorced, they're totally lame. And like, like you choose your family, I've maybe? come here out of nowhere and all these beautiful, big-titty anime girls are <laughs> And, like, what if you found this mentor who could bring out this cool other side of you and, and like, you could really beat you. everyone here at their own game, be this amazing white boy? And it's like, 
both movies celebrate the idea that like you might have to look outside your family to find your family like meaning in your life and to feel mm. fulfilled but Tokyo Story does it in such a mature <laughs> somber way and in a way that let like lets all of its characters off the hook in a in a really understanding way whereas Tokyo Drift is like Tokyo Fuck Drift does it with big big colorful cars that go brum brum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean we I mean, Um Tokyo Story has better Shall performances. It's better directed. Even though I don't think we have respected enough that I think Justin Lin there's a reason he stays on with this franchise. He's because now he gave it the trademark Fast and Furious he's guy. The fran- he's the and I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think so. And franchise. I think he does I think he uses a lot of sim- like he repeats a lot of tricks in the later films, but I think he has a real eye and I think um, a racing film is an easy film to like a car racing film is an easy film to muddy visually. Yeah, and I don't think he does that. I agree, and I think it's just an accomplishment in and of itself being able to stick with a franchise that has jumped as much as it has hmm. and has. Yeah, such if we're a talking about franchise wise, yeah. Since we're talking about the third film, like this hasn't really come into it much yet, but there is it is a real testament to that you should like stick with. Like, the nature of, like, sticking with something and, and like, seeing where it can go. It's very impressive the way that Universal was able to find, like, with each try, pick at things and make them better. And each one has has elements that, uh, yeah, that... That it's improving it upon improving upon the one before. Um, yeah. And obviously as well, it's just an accomplishment to have such a loyal following. And Fast and Furious obviously does that. They just it, yeah, it, people Fast love and these Furious, films. they yeah. they're gonna make money. They do. They're just like a sure thing. Mm. Um but would probably respect them a bit more if they didn't hate women so much. But... Yeah, I think I'd agree with that too. But Charlie's in the Charlie's, yeah, oh, the later ones, yeah. Like, but still, Charlize. every single one of those movies opens. Oh, my God. She was a villain. She's a white lady with dreadlocks. And at one point, <gasps> she can control cars remotely. And at one point, she's like, it's zombie time. Zombies, and she makes, yeah. like, heaps of cars. Like, cars. And, dude, Helen Mirren is in one of them. Oh, baby, no. Next that. <laughs> it's literally going to be Daniel Day-Lewis playing a car. Yeah. Next. He's going to be like, I am a big truck. So like, don't talk to me on set. I'm a car. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we all so agree? what's the vote? Does anyone think Tokyo Drift achieves what it sets out to do better than Tokyo Story? No, my vote like? is Tokyo Story. Tokyo Story, Tokyo Story, Tokyo Story, Tokyo yeah. Story. Three Yay! Three. Excellent. Yeah. So we've had two unanimous weeks in a row now. So yeah. we had a bit of we had a bit of tension episode one, but we've eased it. We've eased it. Back to yeah. consensus. I'm so nice. keen to hear what you guys picked for the next segment of our show, which is what is, what, what is it? Triplet. Smash it. <laughs> wow, Sorry. we should mash it. <laughs> no, He's right. like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we keeping that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, are we ready? Are we ready? I'm going to get back into it. Great. Yeah, okay. All right. Now it's time for Triplet in the Attic. Triplet in the Attic. Triplet in the Attic. <laughs> that was good. Where we each got to pick a deformed, rejected little third piece of media, like a song or a movie. Um, that we think acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's twin picks. Mm-hmm. The twins should say first. Meg, would you like to say what you thought was a Me? good thematic companion to Tokyo Go Story? And Tokyo. Okay. Well, I know last week we were told recipes was probably going to be a weird thing to go with. Yeah, I don't know why we're saying recipes. Well, only only well, little up. Well, that thought, because <laughs> I do actually have teriyaki. a recommendation this week. Shaking Not teriyaki. 
I can't cook, but I can eat very well. <laughs> and I would recommend as restaurant? a thematic companion to this double feature, um, Economiyaki. Have yeah. you had it? It's like a Japanese pancake. Just coming in there. Oh, it's so I've made it before. Oh, really? I don't know what it was called. It's, it's called Okonomiyaki. I'm butchering oh. the name, obviously. No, I think yeah. yeah, so yummy. Japanese pancake would recommend it. When do we eat it? In the middle of in, in it, it's a the winter timeline food. of the double feature. Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> seasons. <laughs> dumb. Um, <laughs> it's a winter meal. <laughs> um, uh, it was uh, maybe as like an intermission. Yeah. Uh, it's more of like a traditional after dish. You're crying. We're going to say, crying, it's I a think all of these have to accommodate. Yeah, you're going to be really sad after you're gonna be story, so and then sad you're going to have to watch fucking And then after drift, you're going to be even sadder. What is the point? Yeah. So I would I would have it as a little intermission. Japanese pancake. Whoa. And yeah, it's really good. It's like a comfort food. Yeah. And like you have it. Is it like spring onion? It's spring. It's really heavy on the spring. And then you have like soy sauce mayo on the top. Kewpie mayo. So good. Um, So I'd have that. I love that. No? I love the idea of triple in the attic. Just like you have some (laughs) Japanese pancakes sitting in the attic. (laughs) Just sitting on a little plate. Um, My triple in the attic is equally, it's not a food, but I was thinking, I was like, so you finished Tokyo Story Mm. and you are faced with the weight of the inevitability of loss and you want to get drunk. Oh. So I I actually looked up, I was like, sake apparently doesn't get you like super fucked up. Like I disagree. It, it contributes, but no, it's, no, but it's not like a spirit. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not really no, no it, but not no not as powerful like as like vodka one. and stuff. Yeah. But I'd say have some sake as well as like some gin, maybe like a G and T or something. Yeah. And then I've got a drinking game rule so you can Drink dull it, your yeah. senses through Tokyo Drift, okay? Wow. okay? So for Tokyo Drift, with whatever you have, so you're going to drink when a woman in a short skirt bends over an engine. Okay. Specifically that. Oh, you're going to see like lots of think. butts, but when a woman <laughs> in a short skirt engine. bends over an engine, specifically an engine that's engine, when right. you drink. You drink when someone's... <laughs> you drink when someone says, dump valve. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I need to watch It's an the engine movie. thing. They dump always valve. like, have you checked the it dump valve? Like, it must be really important. I check my dump valve every morning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How funny is that? No, keep going. What's the next I was rule? proud of that one. I do it a lot. Oh um, you drink when a car is wrecked, which happens a lot. And you have to finish your drink whenever someone talks about the transformative power of racing. Wow. Whenever someone talks about a car, like it's like really passionately. It's generally whenever the worst acting in the movie is, is whenever yeah, people talk about yeah. how much racing means to them. That's when you've got to finish your drink. And then, yeah, I feel like that the movie will wash over you a bit more. Yeah. Wow. Oh, beautiful. That's or one. it won't wash over you at all, which is also good because you'll be cast Any of the above. Yeah, to really. <laughs> yeah, I chose a movie for my triplet this week mm-hmm. because we watched Tokyo Story, we watched Tokyo Drift. This is a movie just called Tokyo! Exclamation point! Yeah. <laughs> like Tokyo. Oklahoma! And <laughs> it's an anthology film, which you love, not. Oh, I love anthology. It's yeah. only three yeah. segments, each made by a great director, Michelle Gondry. Oh, makes the first oh, no, one. I, I feel like I have heard Yeah, this. I, I watched I it a bunch of years ago there. when I was trying to watch like all of Bong Joon-ho's movies. He makes the third segment, which I think my, oh, my least favourite. I'm not oh, crazy really? about That's it. Weird. But my fave is the one in the middle made by Denise or Denis Levant, who made Holy Motors. And oh. it's basically like this French guy is almost like a new Godzilla. And it's like, they, he uses like partially like found footage, but it's mainly the story of this crazy French guy who like crawls out of the sewers and like terrorizes like Tokyo and like runs around like 
he like takes people's cigarettes and like takes people's prams and like it's just oh like this gosh, menace and it kind of makes a joke of like the Japanese media but in a way that I think Tokyo Drift was <laughs> incapable of doing in a way that <laughs> makes more fun of the foreigner director and their tastes of Japanese cinema and stuff. Yeah, how they... It's yeah. not making Chaperate. fun of these poor Japanese people who get, like, licked on the face by this <laughs> disgusting, like, degenerate <laughs> French, like, goblin man. That's yeah. an amazing, like, director yeah. for an anthology. Yeah. That's Such always the part of an anthology, just, them. like, the, the variety. Yeah. yeah. The Michelle Gondry Michelle ones. Gondry yeah. and then to Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. What's, so, sorry, as an aside, I just thought of another potential triplet. Um... What's that movie with Tony Collette? Japanese something. Oh Japanese my god, story. that mom always story. talks about. That mom loves Is that. it called Japanese like, story? If you go in the outback and you're gonna jump in into the a, wall, from you a gorge, can't die. Don't die. Remember Japanese like, story. A dead body would be so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, she imagine the weight of But Tony Collette has to drag this yeah. dead guy into Basically, the car because in the middle yeah. of the outback, and she would always just be like. So heavy. So <laughs> Basically, Tony so Collette heavy. falls in love with a Japanese man tourist. who's a tourist. Business, a tourist. She tourist. takes him around Western Australia and in the, you know, they're having this holiday romance and then he jumps. He dives, but he doesn't realise that the water isn't very deep, so he breaks his neck. And our mum was just very struck <laughs> by it and also <laughs> thought it was like a real threat in our lives because yeah, we jumped she'd always be like, Go from dive. gorgeous all the time. Like, you don't dive. In, don't don't do that, my darling. <laughs> Guys, that's our catchphrase. Don't do that, my darling. Don't do that, my darling. Anyway, that could be a potential, but I'm not going to call it because I don't love that movie. Yeah. I don't know that movie. Wait, Japanese story. Yeah. I thought you were going to say love, actually. I was like, come on. We can't no, just connect no. everything by being Japanese. Oh, we're we racist. Did we can't. We did. Yeah. Wow. Really found out how blind I am to race today. <laughs> we suck. Oh, well. Hey, <laughs> <thank> <laughs> we're releasing it anyway. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to this particularly racist episode. Of <laughs> yeah. If you had a good time, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes. And we would really appreciate if you would leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from as it really helps to spread the word around about our show, which we're only just getting started with. Feel free to shoot us an email at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your feedback, any suggestions, questions or hate mail. And if you're after more of young people talking about movies, I can highly recommend Rough Cut, which is a Australian youth-oriented criticism website that I helped found with some of my friends who are all amazing writers on other movies. I, I don't think they've covered any Fast and Furious or anything yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe. That's it's a just huge so hole in the website huge. that we're not ready yet. We're yeah. trying to also, get up there. Also, just to say, why do we keep telling people to send us hate mail? We like literally every. Time I just want to feel like, like send it, send it that way. <laughs> we just want to hear it. I don't know. Give well, it to it, us. It's, it's a brand of roast response. Me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roast I'm us. Any of your suggestions? Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Love. It's, it's I wonder if anyone's bad. gonna be like, your voice sucks. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure. Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks, guys. That is it, though. Thank twinned. you so much for listening. Pat, no, thanks for listening. You've been twinned. Twinned. Twinned.